You're listening to the Murphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Murphology Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, a.k.a. Murph. I'm here to share with you interviews about biking experiences from bicyclists who have pedaled to great places all over the U.S. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to the amazing adventures people share, you may wonder, why haven't I done that? All right. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Murphology Podcast. This week, instead of interviewing someone, I'm going to get caught up answering listener mail. So let's get right into it. First up is Karen, who emailed to ask about e-bikes. Her question is, what is your opinion on e-bikes? Is it considered cheating? Well, thanks for the email, Karen. And had you asked me this question several years ago, I may, I may have said yes, totally cheating. But today, I'm so much more educated, I would say not only no, but hell no, riding an e-bike is not cheating. No way. Well, what changed my mind? First off, I got to test ride an e-bike when I was at Interbike in Reno in the desert. This was several years ago. Man, it was such a blast. I still got my heart rate up. It felt like exercise. And I left wanting to get myself an e-bike as soon as possible. No, I did not buy one, but since then I've talked to tons of people that confirm how I feel about e-bikes today. First off, e-bikes are not motorcycles or mopeds. You do have to exert energy and you do have to pedal them to get moving. Sure, you can probably go farther and faster than on your non-e-bikes, but is that really a bad thing? I mean, if an e-bike gets you off the couch or helps you keep up on a group ride or allows you to go places you wouldn't normally go, then why not ride an e-bike? And truly, how is this cheating? Gosh, I think the only example I can think of is if you were in some sort of race and you were the only e-bike in a sea of bicycles, obviously it's an unfair advantage. Now, if you were in the same race and everyone had an e-bike, that's a different story. On episode 23, I believe, I interviewed Megan Hopman. She's the cyclist lawyer that did the world record for static bike. Anyway, she rides her e-bike to work and to run errands. She explains in that episode how the e-bike allows her to arrive to work looking great instead of sweaty mess and also cuts down on the number of miles she has to use her car. Um, And she's got some sort of awesome goal to bike more than she drives. So for her, an e-bike is an easy solution. Um, If you follow Megan, you'll know she's a badass athlete that's very active. For her, the e-bike is an alternative mode of transportation. So to sum it up, ask yourself what you are cheating by riding an e-bike. I'm going to guess if you consider the fresh air, the exercise the big smiles you have, being outside, having fun. The only thing you're cheating is the wasted time answering the question when other people ask you. So the next time someone does say you're cheating by riding an e-bike, you may simply just say, well, what do you mean? And let them stumble through their nonsense response. They're obviously missing the point. E-bikes make cycling easier, more accessible, and I need to stop talking about it before I pull the trigger on buying one. But thanks, Karen, for the question. So next up is Brayden, who asks, what bikes do you have? Oh, boy, how can I answer this without going on and on and on? 
I've got more than a few bikes in my stable. I guess I'll start with what I ride the most this time of year, which is the Helga fat bike made by Specialized. And that's Helga with two L's. So it's a women-specific fat bike. It's got 4.6-inch wide tires that can go through about any terrain. Although I'm pretty cautious about where I pedal, this time of year here in Iowa, there's a lot of hidden ice And the last thing I want to do is break something. So most of my fat biking is in fresh snow or dirt trails or even pavement. And on a side note, I totally love the sound a fat bike makes, especially when you have a group of people on fat bikes pedaling. Anyway, uh, next up is my touring bike, which is the Gunner Grand Tour. Gunner bikes are made in good old USA in Waterford, Wisconsin. Uh, This bike is made of steel. And this baby has seen thousands of miles with me. I actually bought this bike before disc brakes were a thing. So they now have the Gunner Grand Disc, which I would love to have. Man, it would be so nice, especially when I'm fully loaded and trying to stop. Anyway, I've got surly racks on the front and the back for hauling lots and lots of crap. And this bike has a sweet dynamo hub on the front, which charges my front and back lights. And it also has a built-in USB charger, so I can charge my phone while I pedal. Dare I say this is my favorite bike? I, I think I just said it already. But speaking of favorites, I also have a second Gunner bike. This is the Gunner Sport. Also made of steel, this is a much lighter bike than my touring bike. The Sport is more of like a, I'd say it's more of a road bike. I've used it in races, but I've also loaded it down with uh, panniers and used it for shorter tours. Um, This is the bike I was on when I was hit by a car several years ago. And although there was plenty of damage to parts of the bike, the frame escaped with just a few paint scratches. Oh, and speaking of paint, I had both of my gunners custom painted before they left the gunner factory, and both are painted with a color called Pink Panther. I just love it. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. So those are the three bikes that I ride the most, but I also have a sweet new Belgium limited edition 2013, I think. Let's say 2013 Cruiser. Um, It's actually hanging up in my living room of my loft. I've ridden it a few times, but I prefer to use it as art. Uh, Let's see. As far as other bikes, I have a specialized Ruby Expert. This is my super light carbon bike that I used to use all the time, especially when I was doing sprint triathlons. Now I use it almost exclusively indoors on the trainer. I really prefer a sturdier bike when I'm out on the road. Maybe this will change, but for now I'm sticking to steel and bigger tires when outside. Okay, to wrap this up, I have several other bikes that get to come out and play once in a while. This includes my only online bike purchase, which is a single speed, and it's also pink. Uh, I got it from uh, one of those design your bike websites called republicbike.com. I was totally hooked on riding a single speed for a while, and I, I bet if I took this bike out, it would get back into regular rotation. Also, a shout out to my Aunt Peggy, who rode this amazing 1950s cruiser, super heavy, 
Uh, it sat in a barn for decades before I rescued it and brought it back to life. It comes out for fun costume events like the, um, the Prohibition Ride and the Tweed Ride. I have a few more bikes, but not worth mentioning except to say I've got some sort of attachment and I can't bear to part ways. Um, and if you really want to know, my next bike is going to be a mountain bike because I'm doing a mountain bike seven-day ride in September, which I think I've talked about before. Um, so stay tuned once I figure out what bike that will be. A quick interruption to tell you this week's sponsor is Thirsty Pigs, a full-service mobile event company offering beer, wine, spirits, plus catering for any event. With over 18 years of experience, this team can do it all. Find out more at thirstypigs.com. Phew, that's a lot of bikes. Uh, thanks, Braden, for the question. Phil sent me a message to simply ask me what my favorite podcasts are. All right, besides the Morphology Podcast... Okay, just kidding. Very favorite podcast is called My Favorite Murder. My pal, Andrea Parrott, shout out to AP. Uh, she got me hooked on it. It's basically two women, Georgia and Karen, who mix comedy with true crime. Uh, they call their listeners murderinos, and they post two episodes a week. I listen to this and find it very entertaining. Uh, also keeps me on my toes as far as being aware of my surroundings at all times. Because they're always literally talking about murders and, and how you maybe could avoid situations like some of these people have gotten themselves into. So their tagline is stay sexy and don't get murdered. True words to live by in my opinion. Um, I also listened to a podcast called 365 Driven. It's hosted by Tony Watley. I think it's Watley. And he's all about motivating entrepreneurs to be better at whatever they want to be or do. Um, his interviews are pretty interesting. And he usually interviews like multimillionaire, you know, people who used to live in their car and now they're super, super, super successful. So um, every episode gives me something new to think about. Those are the two I listen to the most. So thanks for emailing me, Phil. Keep the questions coming and keep the topic ideas coming. Also, keep tuning in. Some great interviews are coming your way. Well, that's it for this week. If you have a moment, please go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the Morphology Podcast. Also, check out morphologypodcast.com to find all kinds of great info. You can also email me your topic ideas at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Patrick Rothfuss. A long stretch of road will teach you more about yourself than a hundred years of quiet. Think about it.